Today's scripture reading is from Galatians 3, verse 23 through 29. Listen for the word of God to you. Now, before faith came, we were imprisoned and guarded under the law until faith would be revealed. Therefore, the law was our disciplinarian. So Christ came so that we might be justified by faith. But now that faith has come, we are no longer subject to a disciplinarian. For in Christ Jesus, you are all children of God through faith. As many of you were baptized into Christ, have clothed yourself with Christ, there is no longer Jew or Greek, there is no longer slave or free, there is no longer male or female, for all of you are one in Jesus Christ. And if you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's offspring, heirs according to the promise. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thank you, Owen. It is my great pleasure to introduce to you, some of you need no introduction, but some who may not know, Jiwon Yoon is our preacher this morning, and Jiwon has served as one of our two Simpson seminarians for this past year, and uh, did many wonderful things in and for and with our congregation. And so we are delighted to have him back today and I'm very eagerly looking forward to hearing him share God's word with us this morning. So, G1. Have you heard? Uh, have you ever heard of this kind of question before in church? Do you read the Bible every day? Do you pray every day? How many hours do you pray? Hold on. Um, do I have to say minutes rather than hours? <laughs> Are you passionate about evangelism? How many people have you brought to your church this year? When you are asked these questions, how did you feel? Uncomfortable. Uh, when I was a college student in Korea, I worked for a missionary group that served teenage students. In that group, I was often asked those questions from my ministry. The spiritual leaders of this group considered the world to be filled with many evils and sins so they thought Christian teenagers should focus on spiritual training in order to avoid conforming to the patterns of the sinful world. Because of that, the atmosphere of the group was spiritually strict and its leaders often emphasized spiritual practices in daily life. They wanted to know how well I was doing in my religious life by checking the level of my spiritual practices. So every weekend, I had to report to them how often I prayed, how often I read the Bible, how many worships I attended. At that time, I understood why the ministers pushed me through hard spiritual training. But I noticed that 
they approach the matter incorrectly. This is because I saw that the amount of prayer time and Bible reading became measures to indicate individual relationship with God. For example, if you prayed more than your friends did this week, you could be considered to be closer to God than your friends are. If you read more Bible chapters than you did last week, you are much closer to God this week. But the problem is that if you fail to do a better job in your religious life, you will be branded as a bad and lazy person, and you will face the sense of guilt when you meet the pastor of your church. Also, you may be considered to be far away from God. Because the level of spiritual practice was heavily focused on in the missionary group, its members, including me, came to see the faith as legalistic. I used the spiritual deeds in order to calculate the distance to God, and the legalistic faith made me fall into mannerism. I couldn't feel the real joy of spiritual practices, but I was doing them as an obligation to avoid my pastor's rebuke. After a period, period of inner conflict, I have become a person who believes that nothing is greater than the love of God. I don't regard my spiritual practices as the only way to approach God anymore. According to, according to Wesley, God's prevenient grace and love are unconditional. To receive this love and grace, our actions are not required but our faith. In other words, God loves us not because not because of how often we pray and read the Bible, or how often we do good deeds, or how much we help others, but God loves and accepts us just as we are. God had already given the divine love to us before we did anything for God. When I understood God's love is unconditional, I felt as though the truth set me free. Then I was able to see that my legalistic approach was not healthy. So even if I am a little bit lazy about praying and reading the Bible or uh, doing work for the church, I don't feel guilty. I do not have to consider God as being far away from me. Despite lacking in the expression of my devotion, God still accepts me as a child of God. Today's scripture also provides witness to the truth about God's unconditional love. It says, Now that faith has come, we are no longer under the supervision of the law. We are the children of God through faith in Christ Jesus. God solved the problem of the law by incarnating in Jesus of Nazareth and sacrificing himself. So there is no reason for staying under the domination of the law. 
we can just believe God's unconditional love through Jesus Christ and take it as our faith. That being said, uh, actually, I'm not talking about the uselessness of the law. When we find God's original intention of giving the law to human beings, we can also understand the importance of action in our faith. The law God gave to the Israel people functioned as a guideline to living like the people of God. The law shows us how to worship, how to pray, how to live a spiritual life. The guidance was something that the Israel people desperately needed because they didn't know how to follow and how to worship God. This is why God kindly gave us the law. We still need the law, we still need the law when we decide to do something for God as a reaction to His love and grace. As a reaction to His love and grace. Therefore, by putting these two concepts together, faith and action, love and law, we can conclude like this. Prayer, Bible reading, and worship, or any other devotional and spiritual practices are meant to be our reaction to God's prevenient love. Because we deeply sense the love of God, we are willing to spend our time praying, reading God's words, and worshiping God. I know God came to me first, so in response, I pray every day, I read the Bible every day, and I participate in worship every week in order to make a close relationship with God. Because the love of God touches us, we happily work and serve in our church ministries. God's love is our reason. I have no doubt that this is what we believe and what we confess as Christians. Today, I would like to invite you all to think about what reason we have for our faithful lives. What is your motivation to worship God? What is your reason for serving church ministries? What is your reason for your spiritual activities in your daily life? I firmly believe that the reason for our actions should be the love of God. God's love precedes our actions. God loves us first so that we can respond to the love through our actions. God never judges us through the level of our spiritual activities, but gently invites us to, to trust the unlimited love. What we need to do is to have faith in Jesus and express it in our lives with joy and gratitude. Romans chapter 13 says, Therefore, love is the fulfillment of the law. Love is the fulfillment of the law. When we add love to our actions, the truth will set us free and make our faith healthier and more, more mature. Let's remember that nothing can separate us 
from the love of God. The, uncon the unconditional love never fails. Love is the motivation for what we are doing. Love is the reason. Amen.